0: Want to talk about Thanksgiving, nature or nurture? What does that mean? Well, I don't know if you've ever seen one of those uh, National Geographics where you've seen these sea turtles. They'll come, these sea turtles will come on land, and they'll have some eggs, and they'll bury them in the sand. And then mama will go back in the water, and after a certain period of time, they'll hatch. And these little bitty turtles race towards the ocean, and they go swimming. No one has to teach them how to swim. Amen? They are born that way. That's nature. Well, we have to teach our little kids to swim. Um, That's not our nature. Another example would be uh, those gazelles. You ever see one of those gazelles in Africa have a little bitty baby? It seems like they jump up and they're running within five minutes because the lions are going to get them. But we have to teach our children how to walk, well, to crawl, then walk, and then maybe run. And that's years in the process. They have a nature to do that. We don't. The last thing I came up is our nature is to cough when we inhale smoke. We have to learn how to smoke cigarettes. Okay? You understand the difference between nature and nurture? Well, the question I have is giving thanks, nature or nurture? Okay, how many of you had to teach your little children how to say mine? What? No one, right? We don't say okay, you want this okay, after you give it to you, say mine. No, what do we say? What do you say? Thank you, right? What do you say? Thank you. We have to teach our children to say thank you. We have to be taught how to be thankful. It's something that doesn't come to us by nature. We are selfish creatures. That's one of the top things we have to do. Okay, let me give you a couple verses. You can take my word for it. What's going on here? Okay, let me go back. There it is. There's the first verse. I'm in Romans 1. I'm going to read 21 through 23. This is our... See, if, if when we come out of the womb, and, and let's pretend right on each one of us, there's a great big Thanksgiving dial, Okay? right? And it's set at zero when we're born. That's, that's unthankful. That's, that's, our, that's our default setting, zero, nothing, okay? Romans 1, 21 through 23, because that when they knew not God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. In other words, our default setting is when we don't know God, we're not doing the things of God, is to be unthankful. What causes that? Forgetfulness, self centeredness, entitlement, covetousness, tunnel vision, guilty, okay, and prosperity. Okay, let me give you a second reference. Uh, 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 3. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous boasters, proud blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers. And there's the rest of the list. Notice unthankful is in that list with those dastardly sins. We think, well, that's not that bad. According to God, it is pretty bad, okay? And then finally, a third reference is, this is in Luke chapter six, this is the good news. But love your enemies and do good and lend hoping for nothing again and your reward shall be great and ye shall be the children of the highest for he is kind unto the unthankful, unto the evil. That's the Lord. He is thankful, I'm sorry, he's not thankful. He's kind to the unthankful. My friends, that'd be you and me. Okay? So our default setting is zero, and we're not always thankful. That's why a good, my favorite holiday of the year is Thanksgiving. That's why I like to take some time out and let the congregation just encourage one another and give thanks. And that's what we're going to do today. All right? Okay. Uh, here's the commands to give thanks. We've been going through this for a couple of weeks now. I'm going to go through these real quick. Philippians 4.6, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgivings, let your prayer requests be made known unto God. When you pray, give thanks. But I can't think of anything. Really? Really? Okay. Colossians 3.17, and whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and your Father by him. It's a command that we're supposed to do that. It's not an option. 1 Thessalonians 5, 18 through 20. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. Sorry, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. It's God's will that you give thanks. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God. And you know what? That can actually conclude your trials, too. Lord, I don't like my trials. But I trust you that through my trials, you're making me a better person, so thank you for them. Kind of grin and bear that one sometimes, don't we? And then finally, Hebrews 13, 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. How often do we give thanks? Continually. Always in all things. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. You know, I've I've shared this before. If I can't get you with quality of preaching, I'll get you with quantity of verses. There's four commands that we're supposed to give thanks. Amen? Okay. Let's go forward. Here's an example. There is a case where Jesus Christ was in his ministry, and as he often went from city to city and he was preaching, he came to this one town, and on the outskirts of town they had a leper colony. Lepers were considered quarantined, they were considered unclean, and they couldn 't live in the town with everybody else, so they all were off in these, 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 these this little shanty town i, I don 't know just outside of town, and as he was coming into town, he passed, and ten lepers came up to him. This is a account that 's fairly well known, and i 'm going to start reading here in Luke seventeen and It came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. <clears throat> And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten lepers that were, I'm sorry, ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were clean. Now, back in the Old Testament, when you had leprosy, you had to live outside a town. And if you were cured, what you had to do is you had to go to the priest. The priest checked you out. He inspected you. And he would say, yes, you're clean. You can go back home and you can start living with your family again. You can hug your children. You can sleep in the same bed as your wife. You can go to the synagogue and sit on the pew. And you could start worshiping. And the priest was there to do that. And Jesus says, you tend to go off to the priest right now. They still had leprosy, but they took off. And as they were running with the leprosy, they looked down and the leprosy went away. Verse 15, <clears throat> And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Now, wait a second. Jesus told the other nine to go to the priest. Was, weren't they just obeying Jesus? But the ten stopped and he turned felt on his face, and he said, thank you. He absolutely understood the ramifications of being healed. Yes, leprosy was painful, but it was more than that. Socially, he was ostracized from everybody. And all of a sudden, he got that, and I, I get my family back. I get my life back. I get my job back. I don't have to live in this shantytown and just sit, wait for handouts from other people. And he stopped and he he was so taken back that he went back. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 17 And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Do you understand giving thanks as being equated to faith? Do you understand that? That's what this verse does. And the question I have for you also is, he says, thy faith hath made thee whole. Weren't the other nine made whole? Yeah, they were healed, weren't they? What whole do you think he's talking about? If it's not physical, thy faith has made thee whole. What kind of whole was Jesus talking about? Is there something other than physical wholeness? And the answer is, yeah, there's a spiritual wholeness. And I think that's what entering the kingdom of God is all about. There's a fellowship you have with Jesus Christ. They had the physical wholeness, but this one man out of the 10 had the spiritual wholeness. That comes from faith and giving thanks? Yeah. Think about the little kid that gets everything he wants or she wants. Are they happy? No. No, I've seen it too many times in the grocery store. Kid lays down on the floor, pitches a fit. I want that piece of candy. Five minutes, finally that gets the candy. Guess what? Next aisle, another fit. That's a wholeness with the giving thanks. There's a contentment that comes. That's what Thanksgiving does. Okay. Okay. How am I doing on time? I'm, I'm getting there. I'm keeping pace. Okay. I got one more thing I want to do before we head into the next room. Okay. This one leper gave thanks and he did it one-on-one. And that's a good thing. But is there any way to give thanks other than just in your closet, one-on-one with God? And the answer is, yeah, there's plenty of ways. I'm going to give you three and then that's that's all we're going to do but here's one this one's recorded in first kings chapter 8 the first way this is solomon did it solomon was asked to build the temple to god okay remember david wanted to do it but god says no you can't do it you've got too much blood on your hands so david again being very thankful he says oh man i wanted to build that temple for you god <laughs> he said, okay, God, I understand. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to accumulate all the assets. So when I'm gone, my son can do it and he can build it. I mean, he, he was just plowing forward. David did that. So here's Solomon and he is now the king and he's got all the resources that David put aside for him. And he builds this temple and they have a great big dedication. And this is how he says, thank you. And the king and all Israel with him offered sacrifice before the Lord And Solomon offered a sacrifice of peace offerings, of which he offered unto the Lord two and 20,000 oxen. That's a stockyard, isn't it? And 120,000 sheep. Wow, that's a lot of sheep. I think my son's got about 50 right now. Keeps his hands full. 120,000. So the king and all the children of Israel dedicated the house of the Lord. Notice this was a group thanksgiving. This wasn't Solomon all by himself. They did it with all the people there. The same day did the king hallow the middle of the court that was before the house of the Lord, and there he offered burnt offerings and meat offerings and the fat of the peace offerings because of the brazen altar that was before the Lord was too little to receive the burnt offerings. He had an altar to offer five, and it was too little to take care of the sacrifices. That's one way to thank the Lord is sacrifice, okay? I'm going to go on. I'm going to go to the next one. Here's another way you can thank the Lord. This is in First John 4, verses 10 and 11, or 9, 10, and 11. In this was uh, was manifested the love of God toward us because the God sent his only begotten son in the world that we might live through him. Here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. You know, one of the best ways to say thank you to God for his blessings, turn sideways, look for someone in worse off shape than you and help them. That's the best way to say thank you if you just feel like your words just aren't enough. Go bless somebody else. And you don't do it so they tell you thank you. No, that action is telling God thank you. That's why we do it. And there's one more, one more. Psalm 35 and verse 18. I will give thee thanks in the great congregation I don't know, how don't we, I wouldn't call us right here a great congregation. There's probably three, four dozen of us right now, yeah? But we give thanks among people. We give thanks publicly. And this is another way we can give thanks, not necessarily just by sitting down and overstuffing ourselves with turkey, okay? There's nothing wrong with having a big meal and celebrating with family, Praise the Lord for it, really, but I hope somewhere in that week you stop and take God, you take time out and say, "God, thank you for the blessings of my life. Thank you for fourteen year olds that still want to get baptized and be part of the lord's church. Thank you for your preserved word. thank you for people that come together and sing worships unto you. Thank you people that that sacrifice and and, and make it possible where I can preach to you. Okay. So, with that being said, I want to close. I'm going to read Psalm 111. And then we're quietly going to get up and just move over there. We're going to conclude this part of the service. You sit anywhere you want. There's plenty of chairs back there. And I'm going to get a microphone. And we're going to pass, because some of our members are a little bit hard of hearing. That's the only reason we're going to pass the microphone So we'll go around. If you want to pass, just just pass it by. I understand some people have just a shyness about speaking in public. I get that. But if you have a mind to do it, you can do it. It doesn't have to be long. You can just say one or two words.